here now marketing. Hey, this is Jason, and this is Here and Now Marketing Solutions Podcast, and I'm joined today by Ben Coyle, who really needs no introduction in Campbell River. I think uh, pretty much everyone knows you here, and uh, welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks, Jason. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to be discussing things like social media, because you are uh, widely known as a social media guru in this town, and uh, so tell me about yourself and maybe how you got started into social media. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I've been called a guru before, but I appreciate that. Um, so social media went back for me. I mean, even before there was social media, I was a very social person. I tried to make sure that I, um, like we went to youth group together. Yeah. One of my main things was to make sure that everybody felt welcome. <clears throat> uh, go and say hi to everybody, meet everybody. So when Facebook came along and social media came along, I was even on it before like Nexopia and all those ones a long time ago before Facebook really grabbed hold. MySpace. MySpace, or, yeah. yeah, I had that. Um, yeah, that seems like so long ago now. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so started up on those things because I just, I really like interacting with people. Um, a lot of people say that they need to go home to recharge and have alone time. I feel like I recharge with people more mm-hmm. so. That's kind yeah. of my way of gaining energy and all that kind of stuff. So with um, with social media, I got on Facebook early on. I was actually living in Alberta at the time, so it was a great way to stay in contact with people back home. Um, and then when I got into uh, automotive electrical, when I was working at North Island Communications, I started repairing cell phones. And my first introduction to marketing on social media was running the iPhone doctor business, yeah. uh, getting posts out there, letting people know that's what I was doing. And if your phone's broken, you don't have to go to Apple and you don't have to do all that stuff. Yeah. You are well known as the iPhone doctor. I remember <laughs> that. Absolutely. Um, I don't do it anymore. There's some guys that do it. I just don't have time. But yeah, um, yeah it was just sort of... That was my introduction to marketing on social media and how I how I could see the way that it could get your message and your information out to people in sort of a mass quantity with no cost. Like that's the big thing about social media is oh, yeah. all the platforms are free. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when people complain about features on them. It's like, well, you don't have to use it. Like it, yeah. it's free. And their their goal, I, I listen to Gary Vee and watch yeah, his videos yeah, yeah, a lot. Absolutely. And one of the things he talks about is their goal is always to keep you on the site. Anything they're changing, if you don't personally like it, that's one thing. But they're not doing things to try to kick people off the site or make people not want to use it. They get all their money from ad dollars and all that kind of stuff. So having people on the site as much as possible, which I'm a huge consumer for that stuff. I love targeted marketing and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. When ads come up, it's like I don't even have to think to shop. It just shows up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of my introduction to social media, at least in the marketing side of things. And then I would say just being an exceptionally social guy all the way through just kind of helped. Uh, it played hand in hand. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what platforms do you use and uh, and which ones do you use the most? So actively, I would say Instagram, Facebook, and sort of by default, Twitter. Um, most of the stuff I post sources from Instagram, and then you, I click share to Facebook and Twitter, and it goes to both of them. Right. Um, I never, and I don't, people are going to not like this, I guess, I don't know, but <laughs> I was never huge on Twitter. I don't have anything against it. I just never found the engagement for myself the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, I felt more well received and i i thought that the platform fit what i was trying to do more um instagram is great as well if you just want to scroll and check out pictures and just double tap to your heart's content that's uh (laughs) works out um another thing that really brought me into social media or not brought me into it but accelerated social media was getting a delorean it was the community on there it's nuts how many people all around the world just stay in contact 
And when you're driving a 40-year-old car that you need to work on all the time, it's nice to have that community to fall back on to uh, give you tips of things they've done before and all that kind of stuff. So platforms I'm using, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, I have Snapchat. I'm trying to learn TikTok. I haven't gotten into that yet. Yeah, uh, I've done a couple videos, but it's it's an interesting one. It's a new <laughs> one to figure. I mean, there's so many. Um, my mechanic at work, Pierce Larson, he's starting up a, a social media presence for some repair videos and all that kind of stuff. And he's just talking about how overwhelming it can be because there's so many platforms and where do you want to be? And yeah. um, back to Gary Vee's thing is to try to be on as many of them as on as many of them as you can. I know with when he does his podcast, he also films some videos so he can use the content on multiple platforms. And I think that that's one of the things is uh, trying to be diversified on there is good. But if you find something that's working and you focus on that one, you can also see success that way. Yeah. So you'd say probably Facebook the most. Yeah. Facebook would be the, the most interactive one. Okay. We um, on Instagram, I mean, we still get lots of likes and stuff. But I mean, as far as Island Owl goes, we have over 12,000 people on our Facebook page. We're just about 2,000 on our Instagram page. So I don't know if that's focused from us or just the way that car business works or what it is. But Facebook seems to work really well for us. Cool. Um, do you use any software to help manage those platforms or nothing specific? We've done it's a like little bit. Sweet. Yeah, I've heard about these and all that. Um, as and I've spoken with other people that are um, social media versed, I guess. Um, and timing your posts is one thing, but I just, I like, I'm more of a raw social media guy. Like when mm -hmm. I do my live videos, there's no filters, there's no anything. It's just a camera pointing right at you. Same with when you do the post. Once we hired Aaron Curran at Island Owl, our social media, um, production value for the photos and all that kind of stuff that went way up because he's really really good at that and just yeah. does it so fast it's crazy i can't do anything like that <laughs> um but yeah as far as um how we're using it um not many supplementary programs no it's mostly just we want to make sure we get a couple posts a day that's part of what my staff on their daily checklist of what they're supposed to do they either do mm. two pictures or a video a day and you want to make sure to keep that balance between work and uh, personal life stuff so you're not just seeming... Uh, my number one uh, Facebook pet peeve is when people turn it into a buy and sell. If you go into somebody's right. business page and all it is is price, 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 price. I don't, people don't... That's not social media. That's yeah, selling that's things. Not that's Craigslist. Yeah, that's sure. all that stuff. So the we want to show when there's cool stuff. Or we made a joke yesterday with the big toilet paper thing that's going on right now. We have yeah. a big uh, service truck that has a whole bunch of big toolboxes on. We said, think about how much toilet paper you could haul with this truck and the amount of <laughs> response we got on that. Or sharing something about a cassette adapter for the old cars that hooks up to your headphone oh, yeah, jack. Yeah. Just little things that aren't anything about sales, but they just they gain engagement and it yeah. works out really well as a way to interact with people that are... I mean, they don't have to follow us, so yeah. it, we're grateful for all of that. So yeah. if we that's can make fun. them I laugh and stuff. I haven't seen that one yet. No, that, yeah. uh, that sounds like fun. That's awesome. Um, so you've gained a bit of a positive philosophy when it comes to social media. So kind of tell me more about that and how you approach your communications online. You've got a few different ways you kind of communicate positively. Yeah. Um, so, but well, it was a year ago, well, January of last year, um, I decided not to drink for a year. And then I also was just making some changes in myself. I like to consider myself a good person in general, but there mm -hmm. was just some things that I wanted to get better at and be more focused on. And one of the things I saw on social media was a lot of people, um, it's a lot of doom and gloom sometimes. People like to share the negative news stories, um, all that kind of thing. But there's, it's such a force for good as well. If you can share out these positive um, memes and posts and ideas and all that kind of stuff. And if you can 
what you put in, you're going to get out as far as positivity. So the positive yawns thing came from actually doing a um, live video challenge with some people in town where we said, okay, for the month of January, we're going to do a video every day. And then partway through that, I saw a guy yawning in his car and it just made me think, well, if, if yawns can make other people yawn, then maybe people seeing positivity will make other people want to be positive as well. Oh, cool. So that's where the idea of positive yawns came together. And uh, then it hasn't been every day, I can't say that, but it's been uh, a fairly regular thing. It's warped into um, some other people doing versions of it, like Positive Moms, Positive Shawns. Uh, hmm. We do a, Carl Abdrup and I, he's my business partner, uh, we do a video, The Weekly, where we kind of talk about business and balance of home life and work life and all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously the hundred men who give a damn, we've, uh, tied it in with that as well. Yeah. And so the idea was just that if you, the, the old, um, saying, and I don't want to sound cliche, but the, be the change you want to be, or be the change you want to see, sorry. Um, by putting that out there, the amount of people that have opened up to me or sent me very kind messages, or I've seen them post pictures all the time that are positive messages and everything. It just, it gets your mental energy right and sets you up for a good day, good week, good life, all that kind of stuff by by thinking that way. That's not to say that there isn't negative stuff that goes on, but if you're in a more, like if your needle is more towards the positive side most of the time, then you're going to handle those things maybe a little more confidently, I think. So. Sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. And is there anything you kind of avoid sharing on social media or... Um, I wouldn't say avoid necessarily. I'll I'll talk about any topic really, and I've had some controversial videos and topics in the past where people, I I have no issue with people disagreeing with me. I think that one of the things that gets lost in social media today is if you and I had morally opposing views on an on an issue, I don't think that means I have to dislike you, and I don't think that means right. you have to dislike me. But people. Um, very quickly pick a side on something. And if someone's on the other side of it, then automatically they're they're clashing or they're not on the, of the same mindset. People like to think the same as other people that they're close to, but I, I really feel like what's been lost a lot is discussion and openness and the ability to try to see things from other people's point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I try not to post anything that's offensive. Um, I have no issue with talking about. Um, politics and religion it's just that there's not really a lot of positivity it seems when you get into that stuff online because yeah. someone's always gonna feel slighted or like you're on the opposite side of them and as much as I have my own beliefs and I have like uh, the sort of positive mindset if you're if you're just positive in general without taking super hard stances on the big issues necessarily or, or publicizing your stances on those you're not going to alienate people and in a business that we're in we want to make sure we're on at least neutral terms but sure. hopefully good terms with as many people as you can so you don't uh you don't want to cut off a part of your fan base or your customer base by posting something that could mean that they don't want to deal with you anymore or something right. like that so, yeah yeah no that totally makes sense and uh yeah there, there's i guess a lot of wide ranges on thoughts like that. Like I think of a company like Nike probably and totally. you know, they, they like the controversy and hundred percent, but, uh, no, it, it's, it's good. I think, I think what's important probably is, uh, making sure that you don't say something, uh, online that you wouldn't say in real, totally. in real life, you know, like face to face and, and just understanding that there's another person there. And <laughs> well, you get into that whole keyboard warrior thing where people like, one of the pages that a lot of people loves love to hate is that rant and rave. Yeah, yeah. People get on one. there, they'll say anything they want on there, but they wouldn't say anything to somebody in public or person to person, like you're yeah. saying. 
Um, so yeah, that's a, it's probably a rule that I don't vocalize, but I, I definitely, um, would follow or say that I follow is I wouldn't say anything online that I wouldn't be prepared to discuss in public or right. in person. Um, you, you don't want to just be hiding behind a keyboard on there. And we, we've had that too with, um, in the car business in general. And I kind of monitor the social media a little bit for all the dealerships in our group that I'm not saying I run them by any means, but I try to help out where yeah. I can. Um, and getting, I believe that you should respond to any, comment or com or uh, negative or positive if someone's posting Absolutely. on your stuff i think that that interaction is important obviously there's going to get to points and we've done it before where people are just posting nonsense that it, they're just trying to elicit a reaction or troll um so sometimes we'll hide those comments just because we don't want to oh you don't troll them back right exactly. <laughs> not exactly the professional look we're trying to do i mean we're pretty loose as far as professional goes on certain things but yeah. we do try to maintain that and uh yeah so interacting with them and positively uh my staff calls it verbal jousting. If somebody comes at us with something negative, we like to talk to them about it, clarify the issue. Cause a lot of the times stuff that people post negatively online is very much one sided. Yeah. Um, there's always two sides to every story and very much the truth is in the middle of those two sides and perception's a big thing. So by trying to gain common ground with that person, that's maybe upset. I, when I worked at Ford, one of my biggest things was people that were in the service department and upset were way easier to sell a vehicle to than somebody that already loves their vehicle. Mm-hmm. So somebody like I'm, I was very clear. I'm a salesperson. My solution to your problem is to trade you into something that's newer and has warranty and doesn't have this issue. Yeah. And very being upfront about that was very uh, positive and helpful for people. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where I think like you were saying with Nike, with the controversy, I don't think there's such thing as bad attention necessarily. It's just how you handle it and how you uh, proceed with it. Yeah, totally. I, you know, it's, it's, almost more important how you respond to those negative reviews than, than, you know, all the positive ones, although you want to obviously keep engaged with them. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. We've run into that before too. I mean, we have 300 and something five-star reviews on Google, just as many on Facebook and everything. And and we've had people say like, you're a used car dealership. Are these fake? Did you pay for these? Did you buy these? (laughs) So we're almost like someone give us a negative review. So it looks real. Like that's the so it, it is funny how it's a double-edged sword where you can look too good with that stuff and yeah. people start to question the validity of it. Well, let me ask you something about that. Do you um, do you have some sort of practice? Because I think this is important for businesses in Campbell River, so that's why we're talking about it. Do you have some sort of practice that um, uh, basically gets your customers to review for you? Or you know, do you ask them to leave a review on Facebook? Or what, we how do, do you kind yeah. of approach that? You so, don't want to nag them. but Exactly. So um, when I, I learned this from being in the car industry, at, when you work at a branded dealership, um, yeah. a, big, a big box store, I guess you could call it, um, their CRM or their customer retention management or customer, whatever it is, sorry. Um, they send out an automated email response that will say, Hey, could you leave us a review? Let us know how we've done. And what we do is actually, and I should have said this for, if, regarding our social media reviews, we do have an app that we have that sends people the links to our page. Oh, okay. We have to go in and actually do it. It's not automated by any means, yeah. but every time we sell a car to a person, part of our last conversation with them before they drive away until we talk to them again is, Hey, we'd love to get your feedback on our uh, services today and how things went. 
um, if we send you this link, is that okay with you? And gave their permission to send that to them. Mm -hmm. And it gives them the option to review us on Facebook, Google, or it's um, it's a site called Reviewsy. So if they don't okay. have a Facebook or Google site, they can actually review right on that site. Yeah. And then there's an emblem on our website that says how many reviews we have, and it encourages people to check them out and check real world, real world feedback. So cool. Uh, just like when you're shopping for something on Amazon, when you're shopping for stuff on Google, you like to see what other people had to say about it because any company is going to want to try to pump their own tires. But oh, yeah. if, you get, if you get other people saying it, it, it helps out. Yeah. And sorry, what was the app that you use, if you don't mind sharing? No, no problem. So it's uh, it's actually a dealership-based uh, suite of oh, okay, apps. Yeah. So they, they handle stuff for our credit apps, uh, for different things on our little widgets on our website for where people yeah. can click. Yeah. And the, the review portion of it is called ReviewSie. Um, uh, review, S-I-E. SII. So it's uh, it's an automated app. People can go to it automatic or can go to it without us sending them an invitation to it. Mm. But it's something that's part of our staff's uh, checklist when they sell a vehicle. Yeah, is to send, send them that, that to email. people so that yeah. they have the option. And it, it when you, if I just said, "Hey, Jason, can you go give me a review?" You got it, and it, it sounds hilarious, but this oh, is yeah. how technology's made us. You have to go to Google, you have to search me, you have to find the review location, you have to yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah. But with this, it sends you a link that has Facebook, Google, reviews. It has three buttons to click on. You click on it, and it just takes you right to it. It's hilarious how far we've gone in with technology that that is now hardship to have to search <laughs> for a dealership oh, to yeah, share their thing. Absolutely. But now, like, way you, easier if you share. If the you link just with send them. the link right to them, it's direct. All they have to do is click, type, send, and they're done. Yeah. So it's uh, no, it I'd, takes the guesswork out of that's it. That's a good business practice, really, to send them something that's you know easy for them to review you. Yeah. Uh, so what do you believe is unique about Island Owl in particular? Because I, I think there are a few things that are unique, but I'd like, I'd like to get your take on, uh, what you think there and how does social media help your business? For sure. So, um, I, I would say that the number one thing is we're, we're social media centric. I mean, there's almost every business and I've said this, I was talking to my uh, old roommate Mitch about this. From plumbers to proctologists, if you're not on social media, you're missing out on business. Like yeah. you just, you have to be on it in this day and age. Yeah. You don't have to post handshake photos with customers in those necessary, in those fields necessarily. But by being on social media and being so focused on it, um, I think that's helped us gain more, like we call it the hashtag owl fam. And it's more of a, a following and a, and a friendship thing where mm -hmm. we're, we're building a relationship with them and it's not anything new. It's just a new way to do it. Like when I started working at Ford, there was a gentleman named Rod McCulley and he'd been there for bef like well before I was born, probably before our parents were born. And, um, his way that he was so successful was he was so good at relationships. Like he knew the guy's name, his wife's name, his kids' names, and he would have people sending their grandkids in to buy vehicles because he'd built that relationship with people. Hmm. And, the one thing that the internet has done is taken away a lot of that because people can just look online and find like, this is the cheapest price. I don't care who I'm buying it from. I just want to go and, and save the most money. What, what we try to do is build the relationship and be sort of omnipresent or, or always in the back of people's mind. Like if you think of a vehicle, we want you to think of Island L um, and the, and the whole no pressure thing that we do for people. Um, there wasn't a lot of people advertising about being sort of a brokerage, like, uh, Canberra is a small town. Yeah. And so, but the amount of vehicles that are sold in this small town is astronomical. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Even just in our dealer group alone, like Ford sells probably 40 or 50 vehicles a month. We're 30 or so. The other dealerships around 30, like there's a wow. lot of vehicles going out. Um, but people often are limited by what they see. And if they, so one of the things we advertise is if you want it, we can find it and special yes. orders don't upset us, which we kind of ripped off. Hopefully it's not a copyright thing, but, um, <laughs> 
if or by advertising that and by telling people that and putting and when we post our pictures with our customers, we put a bit of a story on it. Um, and we always put like they wanted this specifically. We couldn't find it locally, so we had to hunt it down. We found it here. We brought it in, and by it's kind of like those shows how it's made. People like yeah. to watch that stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I they think it was get, genius. I remember when you first did those posts, and I was like, "That's absolutely genius," because I love reading those stories. Totally. Yeah. And that was that's the it. People always say when we're taking the picture of them, we're all huddled in front of the car, and people say you can't see the car, and we our response is always, "It's not about the car; it's about the people." Yeah. Yeah, you can buy this car or this specific car. And if it's a super fancy car, obviously you want to post a picture oh, yeah. of it. But for the most part, it's we help these people achieve what they wanted to. Uh, one of our highest success rates lately with people is our credit stepping stone program. Mm-hmm. Um, by letting people know, like, just because you've had poor credit in the past or just because you've made mistakes in the past, we're still your owl fam. We're still here to work with you. We're still here to help you. All of the staff at Island Owl have had credit issues before, and, and I would venture to guess that the majority of people out there have had credit issues before, and by making it something that's not uncomfortable to talk about, and by being open and building those relationships, it plays into that program as well. It helps people feel comfortable, say, yeah, I screwed up, but we're going to make it better, and we want them to know that we're going to work as hard as they are to make it to make it better. So, yeah, I would say the things that have made it unique for Island Owl is that we're trying to build really strong relationships more than just sell them a vehicle. Um, and that would be, we want to be there for before, during and after when they buy the vehicle, because, um, you can't, you, you can't be anywhere, especially in Camp River, I would say without having that community, without having that sort of connection with people and people like to feel comfortable and people like to know that someone's in their corner. So, I mean, my, myself and my staff are answering people's messages at midnight sometimes. Hey, this is going on. Can you double check this? Can you look this up? We've all become experts at Googling little things and saying, yeah, your car's safe to drive. Bring it in tomorrow. We'll get it looked at. So yeah. it's just that that owl fam uh, community feeling that I think that sets us apart. And yeah. social media helps broadcast that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, and if you were to ask me, like, the unique advantage, um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything super, super unique about a car dealership. But I think what you've got is, uh, first of all, you've got great staff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you, you've got great people in there. And then you communicate it well, like you communicate your story well, and that you're willing to help people with their credit, you're willing to help people find the vehicle they want. You know, all these stories that you've you've really communicated well because of social media, really. Totally. You know, like I don't think... Uh, uh, word of mouth is great, and I think I think it's actually the primary form. Hundred um, percent. But then you've also got all these people doing word of mouth for you on social media now, right? Rather yeah. than just you doing um, your advertising, you've got all these people kind of vouching for you. Your your owl fam, you know. So yeah. Well, over and above even the staff that actually work for us, we joke all the time. There's a couple of people we should put on the payroll because everything we post, they share out there. <laughs> like they're they're just they're our Owl Fam extended uh, employees. And yeah, that that was one thing I neglected to mention. It was in my head, and then I got off topic. But that's one of the things that makes Island Owl different as well. Is we hire people based on their heart for people, not mm-hmm. necessarily do they look good in a suit? Do they have the sales techniques? Do they have all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And I've been extremely blessed by the staff that I have because you'll never find someone that cares about your business a hundred percent as much as you do. No. But yeah. I can guarantee I'm at 98, 99% with the people that I have down there. We would do anything for each other. They know I'd do anything for them and they would do anything for me. And that's, and we would do anything for our clients, which is something that, uh, I think really speaks volumes through the business that people want to work with somewhere where the where the staff feel like family because we see all the time posts about memes and 
uh, people being, okay, it's five o'clock, I gotta get out of here. It's all this kind of, like, there's people, there's overall a negative mindset towards jobs sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things that we just shared the other day was people that feel valued are gonna always go above and beyond what's expected. And I think that because we all value each other so much, we're, we're there to do anything we can for each other. And that pours out to helping out our customers as well. Well, yeah, and I think I think that's huge too. Like, apart from social media, I think when you make the the goal of business not about business, but about people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you make it about each other as staff and you make it about the people you're serving and stuff. If that's the goal of your business, you know, that's something that people want to get behind way more totally. than helping a business succeed, right? And, and making uh, making a business rich. Exactly. Uh, so what's next for you in business and social media? Is there something in the pipe that, uh, that you want to let people know about or... Um. Nothing specific as of yet. I mean, the the goal has always been to either get to the point of either franchising Island Owl or buying a branded dealership and expanding what we're able to do to help people out. Um, we are looking for another staff member right now because uh, recently my one of my sales guys, Aaron Curran, also known as Ocho, he's moved up into the business office, so he's helping okay. me with the credit applications and doing all that stuff. So we yeah, do feel need free another, to pitch it. Yeah, feel free to pitch say. the, the application. <laughs> we here. Uh, we do need another owl, an, another owl fam member on the staff side of things. So if you've got a, a heart for people and a willingness to basically do whatever it takes to help your clients feel part of the family and get to a spot where they're either building their credit or getting into a vehicle that they've wanted to and didn't think they could, all that kind of stuff. Basically, the, the best synopsis of it is a heart for people. Um, come and see us. We we do expect a decent uh, effort level with social media and all that. And uh, we guarantee that if you're going to put the effort in, we're going to put the effort into you. Anybody that I've hired that's put that equal effort back in, we, uh, we've we never seen anyone struggle or not be successful. So yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's what we're looking for next. And uh, just always looking to grow so we can help more people. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining the show. This has been awesome. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, really appreciate uh, you taking the time and chat. And hopefully you find that uh, awesome new Owl Fam uh, staff member there. So absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, that's the aim. And thanks for inviting me. This is uh, this is cool. I've been checking out your stuff online. And when you message me about the podcast, that's one of the things with the positivity too is just not saying no yeah. when people are asking me stuff. I mean, you and I have known each other for a long time, and there was no worry or non-trust there but it was like yeah of course i want to do that we'll give yeah. that a shot and it's uh this is really cool i That's like the awesome. setup in here too That's oh thanks awesome. yeah i appreciate yeah. it very cool all right thanks awesome thanks guys